Hello and welcome to the Travel Project Podcast. I'm Mickey Mouse. And I'm, I'm Daisy Tuck. <laughs> the Travel Project, hosted by your travel guides, Matt and Katie Coyle. Taking you on a journey to some of the most sought-after holiday destinations in the world. Giving you the ultimate travel tips and the latest news and deals. While you sit back and relax, thanks to NIB, travel insurance to help you on your way. Today, we're just wanting to really get right into the deep, deep world of Mr. Walt Disney and take you there with us. Everyone loves Disney. We have very recently returned from an amazing five nights, six days at Disney World. It was so fun. How big is Disney World, Katie? It is 25,000 acres. Now, to give you a comparison, that's like the size of San Francisco. It's massive. We were doing like, you know, like 24,000 steps on average a day. That's a lot. Walking off the $2 popcorn. So let's get into (laughs) that and some of the tips. Now, we are going to be focusing on Disney World, but uh, Disney have spread out everywhere around the world. Where are they? Everywhere. You go to Paris, you can go to Disney World. I mean, I should say Disneyland. Japan, you can go to Disneyland. LA, that's the classic. LA is where it started and this year they're celebrating 100 years of Disney. Disney World was celebrating 50 years. I visited in the early 90s and uh, things have definitely changed. The rides have changed. And so today's episode, we're really going to share some tips and tricks because to be honest, if we knew what we know now, I think we would have had a a different experience. And that's why I'm so excited to to share some tips and tricks so you can get the most out of of your, your Disney trip. And also let's not sugarcoat it. Like if you're traveling with your family, now we have three small children. They are eight, six, and four. There's a lot of meltdowns. There's a lot of overstimulation. But at the end of the day, when Matt and I were looking through photos and videos, all we could do is smile. And we just remembered you kind of black out the hard times. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we just remembered. Oh, you know, Penelope was screaming on this roller coaster and her face was so happy or, you know, Duke was mesmerised by the parade. You don't think about, you know, the tears and the meltdowns. No, that you sometimes get there. And um, Disney is, as you were talking about earlier, everywhere. we've, We've covered off Paris. You can visit Disneyland in Tokyo. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. We've been to Hong Kong. We've, we've been there as well. It's like a little miniature version of, of what we just recently saw. Shanghai as well. There are talks, I'm sure everybody's seen, about a park potentially coming to Australia. Who knows? But I'm sure that will take many, many years to, to come around. So it could be our kids taking their kids there. Um, coming to Australia, we've got Disney Cruise Line. And uh, they'll exciting. be coming later on this year, which is very exciting for a season. And the way that it's sold out in literally a, a couple of days, is, there's the odd cancellation that cabins are, are popping up now. Well, you were up popular. at 2 a.m. booking all of our clients on the cruise. Yeah, it to get those cabins. Crazy. And it just And by that afternoon, they had gone. That was a, a big day. So Disney Cruise Line getting opportunity to, to do it at sea. But uh, another one that not many people know about is you could go to Antarctica with Disney. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's so random, but okay. Uh, African Safari with Disney up to the Arctic. That would be amazing. Adventures by Disney is another travel arm by Disney. So you can get Disney tours. I told you Disney's taken over the world. They are. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and rightly so. So very, very exciting. Let's get into it. You're listening to The Travel Project. Thanks to NIB, travel insurance to help you on your way. 
and coming up next on The Travel Project. Splash Mountain has now officially closed. You will never, ever again have an opportunity to go on Splash Mountain. They are replacing the ride and it did shut uh, down at the end of January. People are even selling the water on eBay. Stop it. Stop. (laughs) For a couple hundred US dollars if you would like some of the Splash Mountain water. (laughs) Nothing beats the feeling of travel. The first step off the plane, salt water on your skin, sand beneath your toes, a drink in your hand, the list goes on. NIB wants you to enjoy the best parts of travel and help you through any unexpected bumps in the road, whether you're travelling up the coast or overseas. For travel insurance designed for today's travellers, go to nib.com.au slash travel well. NIB, travel insurance to help you on your way. Always read the PDS and TMD at nib.com.au slash travel well to consider if this product is right for you. Insurance issued by Pacific International Insurance. The Travel Project with Matt and Katie Coyle. Let's uncover these 25,000 kilometres that makes up Disney World. How do they possibly fill that amount of land? Uh, with four theme parks and two water parks and a million hotels. Okay. <laughs> a million and five. Four theme parks. So Disney's so, four theme parks at Disney World are? Magical Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Then they've got two water parks, Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. Uh, they've also got roughly 30 Disney hotels and resorts and um, – There are also non-Disney hotels on the property, as well as a downtown shopping district called Disney Springs. It's its own world. Duh, that's why it's called Disney World. (laughs) It is, isn't it? (laughs) So Magical Kingdom. Let's touch on the the, the parks and the difference between them. Okay, so Magical Kingdom, quintessential Disney. This is Cinderella's Castle. Um, It's the classic, it's a small world after all ride. This is where you're going to get your epic... Disneyland Main Street USA Parade and it's where you'll meet a lot of your princesses and classic characters. Magical Kingdom, in my opinion, was one of the best parks for small children. I think when people picture Disney, they, they picture Magical Kingdom. Yeah. You know, Peter Pan, the Dumbo Ride, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, that's one that I remember when I was a kid and it's yeah. still just as fun. <laughs> Um, oh, what about um, Splash Mountain? That You were lucky. We were very lucky. Splash Mountain has now officially closed. You will Aww. never, ever again have an opportunity to go on Splash Mountain. But you did. Unfortunately, and I did. <laughs> we, we did one of the last. They are replacing the ride and it did shut uh, down at the end of January. People are even selling the water on eBay. Stop it. Yeah. Stop. Oh, my <laughs> For a couple God. hundred US dollars if you would like some of the Splash Mountain water. <laughs> Um, however, you could still do it in Los Angeles, so it's not really a loss. No, it's it, and yeah, you and Duke had a great time on that. We did. I, I kind of liked it. This is these are the the old, you know, the, the Disney rides. But uh, in the evening, the entertainment and around Cinderella's Castle, the firework and oh, the light the, show that was amazing. It is. This is a must, and so this is why you probably need to start planning your day ride at Magic Kingdom because that was quite late in the evening. You know, if you've got young kids. And the show starting 8 o'clock in the yeah. evening, again, depending on, on the time of year, you need to make sure that you've, you've probably properly planned and whether you well, need to rest or not. People also line, like they try to get the best spot so early for this. And we ended up with like a, a side view. Like every view was amazing, but the crowds were insane. So get in super early if you want a really good spot on the firework display. Next is... Um, 
Hollywood Studios. What are we going to find here? Toy Story Land. The Slinky Dog Ride was so much fun. It was a bit of fun. That was that was fast. Hot tip, guys. We had uh, one child who didn't meet the height requirement for this ride. Um, and there's a thing called Rider Swap. So instead of waiting in the line the whole time, once Matt's gone on with whichever child he took, I instantly jump the line and I get to swap with him. When he gets off, I get on. They understand families and they yeah. know what, what's needed. So here we've got Toy Story. We've got a lot more of our Pixar-focused Disney. You know, this this is for for the kids really under under 15 now. This is this is their Disney. They didn't grow up with, uh, with Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland and Snow White. They grew up with Buzz and Woody. Yes, that's right. And you, they also have uh, Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge. And you did something pretty special here with our son. We did. We, well, Duke, he created his own lightsaber at Savvy's Workshop. The experiences that you can have at the at Star Wars, brand new, the Galaxy Edge, especially for a Star Wars fan, is out of this world. Um, now, you can even stay inside Disney's uh, Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. Um, it's the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. It's not cheap. It's so expensive, isn't it? Like uh, it's over four thousand dollars Australian a night. It's six thousand US dollars for two nights. It's not really. You're not staying there and leaving your bags. The whole experience is that. Much like our experience of thirty minutes creating this lightsaber. If you really wanted to do it over two days, you can you can do so here at uh, at Disney World. But um, the the way they they've done that uh, at Star Wars Gal- Galaxy. It was just, it was literally out of this world. Uh, everything from the way that they've, I guess, worked with Coca-Cola to design a brand new Coca-Cola bottle. Oh, you were board. so impressed <laughs> Just that. impressed. The, the, the details <laughs> that, that goes into everything at Disney really blows me mind. And all the staff are so in character as well. They're in character. Again, every time you're walking through, they're asking where you've, which galaxy we've traveled from. They, they, they do it well. They really, uh, you know, bring the kids in on this. So we've got a lot of Pixar, Toy Story World um, is is a great one there for the youngins. They have um, what is really talked about as Disney's best ever ride, and that can be found here at at Hollywood Studios. And it's called Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, look this up. It's it's probably one of the most popular, and I loved it. I, it was cool. I, I really did, and it, and it's hard. I'm not going to explain what it is. It's it, it is a mini Mickey ride, but wow, they they do it well. And uh, gone are the days of the old ghost train and jumping around on the rails. They they do this really well. Um, another thing, the evening entertainment here at Hollywood Studios is Mickey's Fantasmic. That was amazing. I remember seeing this as a kid in the '90s, and I remember being blown away how Mickey Mouse set the water on fire. And I remember telling. Uh, my my son about this and and it happened again and and it's, uh, they're still doing what was a show that that uh, I remember as a kid and just really taken to the next level. So the evening entertainment, the rides here, it's more Pixar focused. It's a little bit more, I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say grown up. It's just a little no. bit more, more modern. It's just different. It's yeah, they've got the Disney Junior. Um, dance and sing-along space there. So there's lots to do for young children as well. It's just different. It's just different to Magical Kingdom. And another full day, definitely. And again, we didn't cover it all. So um, that's Hollywood Studios. The next day, and we did in this order, and I'd probably recommend in this order, 
we went to Epcot, and this is what I feel was uh, Mum and Dad's Disney. It was <laughs> it's a little bit different from from the first two, and uh, well, for Katie and I being in travel, it was like being little. It was around the world, and and around this lake um, were the different regions. It was. And it's where we experienced drink at each country. It did. We, we drank our way around the world. After a couple of days of walking, it was nice just to have a switch off and, and we walked through Canada and we walked through Norway, we walked through Japan, we walked through the Pacific Islands, we walked to Paris. Matt finally took me to Paris, guys. And it was in uh, at Epcot. And <laughs> and when you, when you walk into these places, it's not like a tacky market store. It really immerses you into that destination. And so you get to try all of the local foods in, in Paris, in Morocco you could go through. And we ended up uh, in Italy for dinner. Um, we, we did a bit of shopping in Paris. Uh, if you felt like a bit of a Canadian uh, poutine, you can just go grab it there and, and maybe a Canadian beer and then walk over to Japan for some sushi. What about when we were walking through um, England and all you could smell was the fish and the chips? The fish and chips, you could, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, having incredible. the fish and chips, it was, it was just something that really blew me away and it was the one park prior to going that I wasn't really as excited for. I, I looked at it thinking, oh, what, what's there, just focusing on the rides. But, um, you know, going around the world was was a lot of fun and it was it was great for the kids but it's uh, one of those days where a lot of people are, are just having a bit, you know, letting their hair down and, uh, you know, having a couple of maybe a, a, in Paris having a glass of champagne and, and Stein, like, just down the road in Germany. Well, if we go back to Paris for a second, because, you know, um, I'd never been, so I was pretty excited to step foot in Disney World's Paris. Uh, we went on an amazing ride there, the Ratatouille ride. Yeah, this that is... That was your favourite. Yeah, I, I think it was definitely up there, the Ratatouille <laughs> ride. I, I, because I, I'm, I'm a person that just loves detail, and I love the detail of this ride because they've incorporated the smells. It was all the senses. It was it? the senses. I've never been. I never thought the heat as we were running like a mouse under an oven, and the heat that came. And so they used other senses rather than just up and down and, and visual senses in a ride. And you felt it. You smelt it. it was you clever. saw it. Yeah, it was. It was very cool. Yeah, it made me really appreciate how far rides rides have come. So, Epcot. Epcot is the one where I'm, I'm sure you would have seen before the giant. Sphere uh, representing the globe um, that that gets lit up amazingly at, at night. So they've got some amazing, amazing also rides here. Um, one that really stood out was the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is hidden away. It's uh, it's in this massive building, and you go into the dark. And I don't need to really explain anymore. But in here, I was blown away by how I transported. With walls disappearing, and I have no idea. Yeah. I got in a magic as a as a kid. Well, actually, as an adult, um, <laughs> and I really appreciate the art of magic. And I got tricked, and I don't know how I was in a room, and then the walls disappeared. I, they got in me. like two seconds. Yeah, they, wasn't they, it? Yeah, yeah. Disney, Disney got me. So again, <laughs> a little bit of detail, but no, that's Epcot. That's traveling around the world. Um, and on the last day, we visited Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yes. Uh, this one to me, like it, all of the worlds were amazing. This one to me, I was like, eh, it was a good cruisy last day. It's because you don't like Avatar. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. So if you're into Star Wars, then you're, you're going to Hollywood Studios. But if you're into Avatar, and I think with the latest coming out, Avatar, the way that they built that. 
Okay. You had to appreciate. I don't like Avatar. I'm not into it. But the ride, I I loved it. Yeah. It was such a cool ride. Um, the other thing they have at um, uh, Animal Kingdom is the safari. That was really cool. I went there and I wasn't expecting to see real life animals and go on a real safari. Mm. Um, Some say it's just pegged as just Disney Zoo, but it, like like everything else, they they do it well. And it is a chance to, you know, to, to go on a, a safari. But, again, think Disney. Who are we going to find here when we're, when we're talking about nature? And that's where Avatar came into play. But the Lion King. Yeah. This oh, is the Lion King show. This the is, show yeah, was good. you know, they've got their little, the little Africa. They've got uh, Nepal. And here we've got the, the, the Matterhorn uh, roller coaster. We've got a little, for anyone that loves dinosaurs, finding the dinosaur Nemo. world, finding Nemo. So all, all of the, um, kind of nature-based Disney you, you're going to be finding at Animal Kingdom. And, and you'll so find Donald must. Duck in the Dino Land. This is where you find <laughs> Donald Duck. <laughs> the elusive Donald Duck. We couldn't find him anywhere. We <laughs> finally found him in Dino we Land. We did. Yeah, we did. So, yeah. Um, we're going to be touching on characters because they're... That's a big thing. Yeah, they're not the way... When I went in the 90s, they were just there, but I think we've been swamped. They, um, they hide. You can find them. If you know where to look. There's a secret way. From a week in Bali to a month in Europe, NIB Travel Insurance can offer cover for your overseas adventures. The Travel Project with Matt and Katie Coyle. Staying on site at Disney World is a must because on site is, well, you don't want to be off site. As I said, it's huge. Uh, and Disney have over 30 Disney hotels on site. And they've basically broken them up into three separate categories. The value resorts, moderate resorts, and deluxe resorts. I think probably one of the main differences, you're probably going to spend around about $250, for, $300 for a value resort, um, you know, more closer to the $400 plus a night for, for moderate, and you're really above the $550 mark uh, plus for a deluxe, obviously de- depending on the, um, on the room. And the value in moderate, uh, well, really value can only fit four. So you probably need two rooms if you're a bigger family like us of, of five. Uh, moderate, they do have some rooms that sleep five. Uh, deluxe, it's very easy to, to get rooms that sleep five. You're probably looking at, you know, the theming of the value are just bright and colourful with pictures of Mickey Mouse. And, 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 and that's really it. The moderate resorts that they call are, are obviously a lot, uh, larger, probably more adult themed, not as Mickey Mousey and Donald Duck, but they're definitely themed with with some of the beautiful gardens. But it's just something that fits in in the middle. Uh, the deluxe resorts are still definitely Disney, but they're really upscale and um, you know themed, whether it be uh, Polynesian or, or Animal Kingdom themed, um, or one that we stayed in, which was uh, the Disney the Boardwalk Inn. The Boardwalk Inn. I loved it. I think like you still had Disney, like we had a Mickey Mouse lamp and things like that, but it was um, it was just beautiful. So it was like the way to describe this hotel was like turn of the century. Like if you think about Coney Island, that's kind of what you're going to get at the Boardwalk Inn. And it was beautiful. Uh, we had a really, really cool pool. Uh, had a like a roller coaster water slide, yeah, which the kids loved. We did, and that's what you will find only at the deluxe. You know, some of the the, the theme pools with the water slides. You definitely get a pool at all of the resorts, but the value you're not going to get any slides. 
Mm. Um, maybe cool. some at the moderate, but but it was great. So it was a boardwalk, and in the evening, like a boardwalk, it came alive. Yeah, it did. And you know, you had, I mean, our favorite margaritas. You had a margarita bar right outside, and. You had the option of so many different restaurants along this boardwalk and even things like they had a little photo booth. Like it was just, it was a really cool place to it stay. It was transporting you really to the early 1900s and it was it was stunning, the, the beautiful, you know, the, the, the wood, the staircase, it, it was amazing. So so we stayed there. It was quite easy to walk to um, Epcot and also the Hollywood studio. So it was, it was nestled close. there. The uh, benefit of... Uh, staying at a Disney property is the transit system. It's free. Uh, it means you have shuttle buses and also the monorail, Skyliner and boats, mm. all different ways to get to different parks and they're all free and they come very frequently. So it makes your morning and evening easier to get back home. A bit of a game changer that I thought with the deluxe resorts. If you can... And, and really kind of crunch some, some of the money here. But uh, so only the, the larger rooms um, for us, we were kind of forced into it. But I'm so glad we, we were. We had what they call, and most of them are going to be calling it a concierge room or something equivalent, where these deluxe resorts have on site something very similar to an airport lounge. Is the club suite, wasn't it? Yeah, they're some yeah. clubs, some are concierge suites. They're all very, very similar. But if you get the, the club access... Um, for a family, it's a game changer. Game I really changer. think the starting the day with this five, going out for breakfast somewhere, you could easily spend anywhere else 150 US dollars plus dip. Yeah. It's it's not cheap. So having um, just a light breakfast and fruits and cereals and rice bubbles and juice and coffee uh, included for free. Yeah, each but day. Matt, the best part was coming back from the Disney park. You're exhausted, but that 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 room's still open. Yeah. And it's serving Alcohol. Cocktail hour. <laughs> yeah, so having the drinks included and snacks and desserts at and night desserts, was a great way. And the kids would go and they would have a bowl of cereal before bed. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, don't look past that in the deluxe and you definitely see a, a, a higher cost but really crunch the numbers depending on how long you're there because what are you going to spend eating out elsewhere? Um, the options for Disney eating out, they're there but it's – not as easy as ducking down to the supermarket and getting a, a box of cereal to fill up on. So that's with the hotels and there are definitely still some other branded hotels on site, but staying at the Disney hotels allows you to tap into the world of reserving really anything at the park. So I wanted to really touch on that now. Reservations start 60 days out. I didn't really think much of it until I logged into the Disney app and thought, what could we reserve? And I realised things were disappearing. Everything. <laughs> Everything. So a couple of key things that I'd recommend to reserve in advance. Number one, at the um, Disney uh, Disney's Magical Kingdom, the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Yes. So Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is basically a salon for your kids. It's where you go to transform into princesses and knights. They'll do their hair, their makeup, their nails. They get to pick an outfit, whether it be a knight shield and sword or it be a beautiful princess dress. You have to reserve it. We missed reservation for this. It booked out very, very quickly. But it's something really, really special for your little ones to do. So if you have a little one, I highly recommend you book 
straight away. Yeah, 60 days. And and pricing starts, I believe, for the boys around $79 and for the like the girls with the princess dresses and everything, going from about $99, $95 US dollars plus tax to around $229 plus tax. Um, Depending on, on the dress you, you on go with. On which package. But it is a great little tip because you can imagine you can, if you've got your reservation early, earlier before even the park opens, you can enter because you're going to the Bibbidi Bobby Boutique. So you have an opportunity to walk straight down Main Street uh, USA at Magical Kingdom with your little ones through Cinderella's Castle when no one else is around. No the Amazing photo opportunity into Bibbidi Bobby Boutique, letting them transform into whoever they choose to be in that day. And then spending the day just dressed as a knight or a princess. It's pretty amazing. So reserving. Now 60 days. If you're staying at one of the Walt Disney World resorts, it also includes from check-in. So if you were checking in in 60 days' time but you're staying for six nights, you effectively can be booking 66 days in advance if you're booking on that day of checkout. So it's very, very important. That's what people do if you're staying that little bit longer, especially at a Walt Disney World resort that you start looking um, 60 days not only from your check-in but from your check-out date. Do you know something else that you must reserve? So say you've got your Disney Park tickets. You still need to reserve the dates that you go to the park. Yeah. If you went all that way on the other side of the world, can you imagine how excited the kids would be waking up in your hotel having breakfast We're finally going to the Disneyland or Disney World because it's even in... In, in Paris as well, and um, the excitement of walking up to the gates and seeing in the distance Cinderella's Castle and then uh, being asked, even they've got a ticket, do you have a reservation for that day? And they've unfortunately sold out. It'll be soul-destroying, and, and I hate to think that, but no doubt that would have happened with people. So that's the tip. You're booking your, your, your park and definitely doing it in advance. So planning is key and this is the first step to planning Disney trip. We're going through this but, um, yeah, have that booked. So the other thing, like, so they recommend a park a day, right? There's lots to see, there's lots to do. Do you want to tell us a bit more about the types of tickets because we've got the park hopper. Yeah, and I even till the day of, I remember saying, should we have got the park hopper, Um, jumping between parks? So one park per day means you book that park. You cannot go to any other park. Park yes. hopper means from 2 p.m. you can go to any other park. So you still need to reserve your day up until 2, as you just to, you know, move between the two. Now it's probably about 30% more price. I'm glad we didn't get the hopper. Me too. I don't think there was any need for it. We have done it in Los Angeles before and it does make sense because you just walk out the front gate and then the other gate's right there. For Disney World, you're more than likely catching a bus or a boat or the monorail. It takes a bit of time. And then the, the day, like to see the parks, unless you're there for a big amount of time, if you just are there to cover the parks, one park per day, focus on that park, do it well. The other kind of really cool tip would be to download the My Disney Experience app. I think that's a game changer because at Disney you have to plan. Plan, 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 plan. Because if you don't plan right, you're not going to ha- get the most out of your day at Disney, right? Yep. And this app allows you to, well, figure out the wait times on every ride. You're not walking up and looking at a line. It's going to tell you how many minutes each ride is. So with the um, My Disney Experience app, 
everybody gets for free the genie service. The genie service is nothing really special. It allows you to pick your rides and it basically, you know, spits out a, an example itinerary. However, you can upgrade that genie service to the genie plus and that, is a game changer. Game changer. We did it. It, it does cost money. 15, uh, it, it depends on, on the, the demand. If you're staying on site at a Walt Disney World Resort, you can purchase it from 7 a.m. that day. If you're staying off site, you can't purchase it until 9 a.m. The benefit of purchasing, I was up at 6.55 every morning and I was every purchasing <laughs> my, my, the, the, the Genie Plus for all of us. I did notice throughout the day and it does sell out. There's only a certain amount of people uh, that can get it each day. But the moment I had it, I was locking in a lightning lane for the very first ride after nine o'clock or so. So the lightning lane is basically like a, a skip the line for a ride. Now, a lot of the really popular rides have a really long wait time. And for us, we had three small children with us. You don't want to spend your day waiting in long, long lines. So if the Genie Plus is something in your budget, it's so worthwhile. Like every single line that we skipped the, the queue for, I was like, oh, my God, I love this Genie. Somewhere up to 200 minutes. Can you imagine waiting three hours to no. go on a five-minute ride? And you're going <laughs> all that way and you're spending all this money. We'll, we'll touch on it. It's, it's not cheap. Spend the extra $15. Guarantee you're going to get three or four more hours out of the day rather than waiting in lines. Absolutely. And back to my planning, um, every day Matt and I would look at what are the most popular rides and we would quickly select our ride, like our one of the popular rides for the day um, because we knew later on, even if we wanted to do the Genie, you might not be able to do the Genie until like 8 o'clock at night because it's that booked out. So let's go through those most popular rides. Magical Kingdom. It's the Seven Dwarfs. It's yes. the Seven Dwarfs, their brand new roller, roller coaster. And it's also Jungle Cruise. So they're the two most popular rides. If you're going across to Magical Kingdom, Animal it's the one. Kingdom. Uh, no, sorry. Um, the, okay, let, let's go to Animal Kingdom. <laughs> I did just jump there. Magical Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. The most popular there is the, the world uh, going down to Pandora. And uh, on the brand new Avatar Flight of Passage, that is by far the, the most popular. So securing that one in early is my tip. Hollywood Studios, over there, you've definitely got in Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, right? That's the, the most popular. Probably second best would be the uh, Twilight Zone of um, Tower of Terror. And of course, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So they're the most popular there. And at Epcot, Ratatouille. That's yeah. The, the, that, that is, and, and it was one of my favourite. And it was the first ride we went on that day because mm. we planned. Because we planned because we figured it out. And it's it's so good to just watch and check the app later to see people waiting 180 minutes, 140 minutes. I think, yes, I nailed it. I chose the, the right one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Lightning Lane plan. So getting in, if you're staying on site at 7 a.m. Uh, through the Genie Plus, pay the 15 US dollars. Uh, on weekends, it crept up on one day to seventeen US dollars. It's going to be around that price point, um, but hundred percent, it is a game changer. You get three to four hours back. So how it works? You can book your Lightning Lane. Lightning Lane means you wait probably no more than five minutes, and you've got an hour to to enter that ride. Now, the moment you enter that Lightning Lane, and you're waiting that five minutes, there's your opportunity to book your next one. You can't have your day booked out. 
So you can then see who's offering Lightning Lane really in the next hour. And normally there's there's three or four different rides that Lightning Lane opens in five minutes and you've got an hour to use and then you book the next one. Now it does mean you're zigzagging across the park because yeah. it's not going to be the ride next to you. But I'd rather zigzag across the park, get the steps up, than to wait in line. Nothing beats the feeling of travel. The first step off the plane, salt water on your skin, sand beneath your toes, a drink in your hand, the list goes on. NIB wants you to enjoy the best parts of travel and help you through any unexpected bumps in the road, whether you're travelling up the coast or overseas. For travel insurance designed for today's travellers, go to nib.com.au slash travel well. NIB, travel insurance to help you on your way. Always read the PDS and TMD at nib.com.au slash travel well to consider if this product is right for you. Insurance issued by Pacific International Insurance. So that's Disney. That's our trip. That has been the most magical summer that we've had. We have a lot of amazing videos and photos and we will be sharing um, a lot of our videos on socials and I've also written a blog which you can find on our website at melbournetravelproject.com.au. My favourite memory was just seeing our kids' smiles as they were blown away by Disney World. Whether it be Hong Kong, Paris, wherever in Florida or on on the cruise ship. She comes, Disney Dream, coming to Australia this uh, over our, our summer at the end of 2023 early 2024 but the way it sold it's definitely going to be coming back pop into uh, melbourne travel project if you're local or uh, we've got brisbane travel project as well speak to me ask for matt and uh, i'd love to share some of these more tips and tricks that are going to be tailored to you 